0: Hello. <laughs> this man up here in the screen is Paul Not Small. Paul is someone who we've known from trolling the MyProtein forums back in 2008. He's a recreational bodybuilder uh, and he's made his, his main claim to fame through Proats, baked protein oats. Uh, he currently works as a salesman and coach and uh, this is him. How do you know he's up there? Because... We're a little screen in the corner, and he's the big one up there. But I hope it's not there because I'm going to look like think, stupid on you. I think it's up.
1: either there or there. It's it's because okay. right now it's there.
2: See, I'm down here somewhere. Oh, god. Oh, Guys,
1: no. you're ruining the illusion. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: Listening to the Propane Fitness podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain, with none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny, simple rules, dramatic results.
2: This is like my this is like my second Skype call ever. Get <laughs> ago, <and a laughs> go with
1: Yusuf. I was like, Yusuf, I'm not, I'm not up there, mate.
0: I'm, I'm sat here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs>
1: So, Paul is not small, that's key.
2: I... Yeah, it was a nickname from before I was ever into bodybuilding or anything. That was from when I was properly not small, when I was a 23-stone right. fat. And it started off as I used to just say, Big Paul, he's not small. And then my mate, uh, Quinny, just started abbreviating it to Paul, not small. And then it just sort of stuck on there. So over
0: that time, you were like, all right then, mate, I'll show you are not small there. Eh? <laughs> eh? And then you were like, went balls in, just to prove a point. Yeah, That's well, I, I
2: just, I've always had a big head, so I just got into the bodybuilder to try and get my shoulders just in the proportion. Of the head. So Jeff just about got it now. Similar guess, approach to what I do. Um,
0: I like to do three sets of 12 head compressions daily, just to make my body look bigger. So... Um, I, I had
1: that on a, a a Facebook photo once. Someone said that my head like since he's known me, my head's got progressively smaller. Which I thought was a <laughs> you kind of watch it and you think, like, is he being serious? Like, or is he complimenting me or insulting me? I'll just I'll just leave it. I'll just <laughs> like People on the training don't get it, do they? It's like the people at work will say, Have you lost weight recently? And
2: I'll be like, You are gonna have to be specific be <laughs> smaller or exactly Lena. where
1: do you feel <laughs> yeah. that I've lost weight? So, oh, draw a diagram. Oh, that's, well, that's going to be on my mind for the rest of the day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, can you tell us a bit about this, this 20 stone Paul and what happened in the process?
2: Um Yeah, well, basically, I in my youth, I... Um, drank a little bit too much. I was living with my little brother in Dan and Yuki. We were going out drinking every night and I tend to do everything. I've got, I don't want to say I've got OCD because people throw around these terms but I've got quite a habit forming personality and that used to be channeled quite heavily into drinking a lot and got very, very fat and then decided to do something about it and there's kind of two versions of the story when people ask me what made a change, and it depends who I'm speaking to. But both are true, but it depends how respectable the person... So I'll give you both versions. So the, the, the one, if I'm talking to one a bit more, was it is true, I was sat with my father watching TV, and something came on television about cancer, and he said, oh, no male member of our family's ever died from any form of cancer. They always die prematurely from one form of heart disease or another. And at the time, I was 23 stone, smoking about 30 Benson and Hedges a day and eating like mainly just watsits to go with special brew <laughs> there's a
0: picture of that as well isn't there so we'll put that in the show notes of the get uh... get the, get the fat picture up there yeah it's a lot
2: of watsits there's not one of me with the watsits no the watsits <laughs> was taken uh, and so i i decided to do something about it and i thought i'm not really tipping the odds in, in my favor but the other thing that happened at the time which is also true and possibly more of a motivating factor was the fact that I was living with my little brother at the time and he was a good looking confident lad and he was tending to bring home, I've got to be careful what I say because he's obviously married now, no. <laughs> Yeah, he was bringing home various different girls um, quite regularly and I was quite realistic about it, I looked in the mirror and thought well I'm not really tempted to bring home a girl who's as fat as that so why should i expect a girl to be wanting to bring this home so i decided to get in shape and i just um just started going to the gym every day on the on the way home from work <clears throat> literally every day straight away um and everyone said oh you'll never that's not the way to do it you know you, if you go too often you'll get sick of it too quick but i found it easier to establish a pattern do you know what i mean i thought if i go every day then it's then just what I do rather than is it a gym day, is it not a gym day. And plus I know myself if as soon as I start seeing results, I'll be then spurred on. So it kind of started from that.
0: That's So that's really interesting. Just there's a bunch of stuff that you brought up there of like um, as unpc as it sounds, like there's, there's the sense that if I was a woman, I wouldn't want to take me home. So why <laughs> would I want? And <clears throat> now this is, so you, you've experienced how people treat you. When you were fat Paul, and when you were Paul not small, um, but also lean.
1: Lean Paul, not small. Paul, <laughs> non-lean. Paul, not small.
0: <laughs> we'll have to abbreviate, abbreviate that to NSPLC. Um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not NSPLC. That's terrible abbreviation. Anyway, um, did you? So I'd like to hear a bit about how you were perceived, and if you noticed any difference from previous Paul to current Paul. And also how that affected your job that you were just saying when you were doing door-to-door sales.
2: That all came about at a similar sort of time. So when I was, it all kind of coincided. So when I, I started getting in shape at that, at that point in time, I was um, a manager of a, a candle factory. So I was mainly, so when I um. My little brother run this youth center for these American kids that are in the Navy. And one day I stopped in there on the way home from work at this candle factory covered in in wax. And this little American kid said to me, he said, why are you all covered in wax? And I was like, oh, I work in a candle factory. And he said, hmm, do you eat all the candles? Is that And I was like uh right this is why i don't like to be around children and, that's, that's very uh,
0: astute like he recognized that it was wax like i, I cool. wouldn't be able to recognize wax on someone's show it could be any number of substances <laughs> and, and secondly that's quite a witty retort to be like "How oh, did you eat them all it's
2: a fair assumption to make i was, what,
0: was what a could lot of wax be other than wax toothpaste <laughs> <laughs> uh, corn flour and a bit of water
2: they were scented candles as well, so I spent most of my life smelling like lavender or vanilla or rose of the valley and stuff like that. She isn't particularly masculine either. Um, but yeah, that is very different. So as I I then started to get in shape, and around the same time, I also started working on the door of a nightclub in Newquay. So that then, I then lost most of the fat, and then a couple of the guys there trained at the gym, and they got me to start going to the gym to start getting in, in shape. And at the time when we used to go out drinking, we used to watch a lot of WWF wrestling um, because you just used to think it was hysterical. And I kind of... My first interest was in just not being fat anymore. And then I just actually sort of started to think, once these guys got me into lifting, I started to think, I wonder if I could actually look like one of those guys. I wonder if I could look like Triple H or someone like that. You know, and you start entertaining these ideas. And then about... Four years later, I was in Subway in Newquay, and as I went down the steps inside the shop, there's these young lads in there, one of them pulled his mate out of the way, and he goes, get out of his way, he looks like a fucking wrestler. And I was like, yes! <laughs> 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 just... <laughs> boy, somewhat, I was so excited, it just looked a little bit scared, but yeah, that, that little 12-year-old made my day.
1: So there was a, a pretty defined shift in, from... Kids taking the piss out of you to kids being scared of you. Yeah,
2: well, yeah. There is that. But no one really. I, I didn't. I don't suppose anyone really was that unpleasant to me for being fat. It's more like there's so much more to being fat that's unpleasant. Because you were a chubber as well, weren't you, Johnny? Big one. I Big you, one yeah. You yeah. <laughs> used to be the only one that's not in the cool. Used to be. I've just
1: had abs the whole time. Yeah. He, he really struggles with fitness. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um,
2: uh, lost your train of thought there though while we were in
0: new <laughs> um, just thinking about me naked it happens yeah. a lot <laughs> um, um, go
2: on no I can't remember what I was going to say um, I can't remember what the question was just though. the
0: change in, in so like you said it's not it, it, it's it's not just being fat it's... that's
1: right
2: it's more like
0: the like the like everything is harder work. Like
2: getting clothes is a pain in the ass. You know, you get an idea of some clothes you want to buy, and you go to the shop and buy them, and they look horrendous on you, obviously, because you're not fat like the person was that you saw wearing them. And just the uncomfortable, sweaty nature of of being fat is, is quite unpleasant. And it's weird how how it sort of creeps up on you, kind of thing. Like I wasn't. Really fat as a kid, I just sort of, and I sort of trained myself, I think, not to really pay attention to it and not to really look in the mirror and notice. I was kind of new, but I didn't really mentally address it until I think those two things that I said just now kind of brought it home, and I decided to do something about it. And it was, I don't want to say it was relatively easy because I know that a lot of people then say. It's not cool anymore to suggest that being fat is just someone's fault, and obviously there are medical circumstances and different things that make it different for other people to lose weight. But for me personally, once I made that decision, it was relatively straightforward to to do something about it.
1: I think that the reason that people, because I, I had the same thing, like once I, once I was I, there was a <clears throat> there was a time that I, I speak about in, in articles and stuff of. People like they, they invite me around to a house for a party, and it was all a big joke. I don't know whether you've seen me talk about that story before yeah, yeah. That it's working people are reading it <laughs> um, and then after that it was like right and then it's 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 not I've not struggled with the consistency aspect since then. I think the reason people struggle is because they're not quite there yet. It's like, oh, I'd quite like to lose a bit of weight, but it's not really the like- pain has to exceed exceed a threshold exactly like you 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 know the candle factory situation was just like god damn it like i'm that's it <laughs> you, you little fat. yeah
2: <laughs> i think that's true of of quite a lot of things to to, to initiate a change in your life isn't it yeah. so i found when i first got into fitness i would then Once I got into the gym and you get various people approaching you, asking you for advice, I used to be almost evangelical about it and spend a lot of time talking to people about diet and what little I knew at the time but thought I was an expert and start telling them all about it. And then I quickly realized that not even sort of 5% of those people that say that they want to do it actually ever put any meaningful amount of effort into it because they haven't got a big enough, like what we would call in sales, a big enough why, they haven't got a big enough... Reason something has got to change significantly. You like you say like some sort of rock bottom moment or some sort of realization because otherwise they're going to keep doing. There was a girl that used to message me quite regularly on MSN Messenger, which will give you an idea of oh, long, cool. how long it was. Uh, yeah, back in the day, but that was the only way to be a sexual predator on the internet.
0: <laughs> but uh, she was, no, there's was hundreds a- of ways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a she,
2: but um, she, she was quite overweight, and she, she several times she sort of um, messaged me, and, oh, Paul, I want to lose weight, what should I do? And I spent quite a lot of time sort of, you know, explaining to her different ways, and uh, this would happen periodically every few months. One time she, she said, "I oh, what should I do? I said, you know, you could join a gym. Oh, I can't afford to join a gym. I said, oh, you could go out running then. And, oh, I couldn't possibly do that. So there were all, all reasons why she couldn't do these things, and that's well, what are you do at the moment. She said, oh, I'm online shopping for a, an, an iPod. I think my parents have given me like 150 quid for my birthday. I said, Well, that's six months' gym membership. Oh, no, but I want to spend it on something that I'll enjoy. And I said, So you think you're going to get more enjoyment out of an iPod than you would out of oh. being in shape? And and she said, Oh, you know, and she made her excuses. And then a few months later, she messaged me again, Oh, Paul, I've really decided I want to lose weight and get in shape. And by this point, I just messaged her back and I said, no, no, you don't. And she was like, I, I do. And I said, you, you don't. And, and she messaged back she said, why are you being so nasty? I, I, I do. And I said, well, you, clearly you don't. And she said, no, I really, really do. And I said, well, okay, well, granted, obviously you do a, a little bit, but it's more important to you to eat pizza and go out drinking. And she said, no, it's not at all. I said, but it, it, it must be, mustn't it? Because you consistently are making that choice. To do that, rather than the other thing, it's like have you seen that Zig Ziglar? You know, I don't know if you are aware of Zig Ziglar. He's like a he's a in sales circles, he's quite a well-known sort of guru, motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. And he starts this one talk about setting goals where he says, um, he says a few years ago now, he said I was um, I, I weighed over 230 pounds or something like that, and he said, and I weighed over 230 pounds through choice, I might add. And he said, and the reason I say I weighed that much out of choice is because I never accidentally ate anything. <laughs> yeah. But it's deliberate, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you've, all, you've, everyone's got that
1: choice, but it was right. just related to the MSN thing. I'll, I'm not going to just completely ignore what he said, but I saw a, a tweet I think the other day saying that there was a time, there was a time where you logged one day where you logged out of MSN forever. Mm. Yeah. God like, I sat and thought about that for nearly
0: a year I, I once we... tried logging back in about three years ago just, just to see and it was a wasteland like nobody bodies think, everywhere one dude was online um, did he still have like was... heart and then the name of the yeah, girl he was he, in a relationship with he must have with... just like forgot that the app was open or something oh, it
1: God, still online,
2: online. It, was wasn't it?
1: Sorry?
0: it was the only thing I can remember
2: when Facebook first brought out their messenger and I was like obviously trying to compete with them. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: Yeah, what do they? What do these guys know? Yeah, yeah. Now I remember saying to people like, oh, I'll speak to you on MSN at yeah. bit, like certain time," and you thinking like it's kind of pointless to have to arrange a time to speak to someone on the internet. Like, but. Hello, Johnny here. Just a short interruption to this episode. I know what you're thinking. This show was brought to you by none of that. Trust me, we have something completely free, something to give you today. So we're aware that you guys who've been listening to our podcast, you've heard before us talk about the show notes and other places to go to download things from propanefitness.com. But we want to give those of you who listen to our podcast something completely different, something completely unique that we don't provide anywhere else. So we want to give you something that is actually a membership area or a membership portal where we have loads of free goodies, some downloads, some things to watch, some trainings, and some free presentations that we want to give you all bundled together completely free all you have to do is go to propanefitness.com forward slash gift there's no email opt-in there's no enter your email and receive this it's completely obligation free you just enter your email enter your username rather and your password and then you'll be sent login details so completely free in there we have some training on the 3i formula that's the framework that we use with all of our coaching students and loads of other free goodies so that's propanefitness.com forward slash gift Head over there now. Pick up your free training, and we hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. We'll speak soon.
0: Something you you said you had you had this you had this person asking you stuff. She saw you as a kind of figure of authority on losing weight, and but because her desire wasn't wasn't enough, it was more just that she was getting kind of assuaging that um, that desire or just satisfying it by saying that she's taken the step to ask you. And we call those people assholes. And Mark Keyes, who's someone we interviewed on the podcast a while ago, mentioned this as well when he used to work in a gym and he said at the start, just like you, he was really evangelical and really up for helping people. And I'm sure some people listening who have been lifting for some time have had this experience where you're in a gym, you see someone deadlifting like this. So they're like oh. <laughs> and, and and you'll go over and like you'll be like, I'm not being funny, but For the sake of your back, like, please just whatever. And he said, you know, he would give people advice and they'd always be like, oh, yeah, cool, mate, thanks. And then you see them the next day just doing exactly the same thing, completely ignoring what you said. And I suppose it's because, like, to the person who slipped a disc, they're like, look, I'm telling you, man, you don't want to go through this again. (sighs) But for the person who hasn't, they're just like, oh, what does this guy know? I'm I'm not in pain now. I'm probably going to be fine. I'll carry on doing what I'm doing.
2: Funnily enough, I my deadlift form used to be horrendous. And although I could deadlift quite a decent amount of weight, my form wasn't the best. And I used to, if I posted a video of a deadlift TV online, I, I was guilty of that. People would comment on there about my form, and I would just like post back something like, well... Post a video of you fucking deadlifting.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like yeah. that was as interesting as. And then I've actually popped my L5S1 vertebrae by. L5S1 club. Yeah. It's the most popular one.
0: Yeah. So, awful, just it's, to,
1: it's almost completely
2: recovered though, thankfully.
1: Just to illustrate, Paul, for those people who are listening rather than watching, what is your all time best best deadlift? One row at max. Um,
2: 330 kilos. Oh, well, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, are you doing it in um, in in my garage? I think you might have seen it. It's me like in my garage, plates.
0: yeah, with
1: probably
0: like techno
1: plates Because the...
2: we we, they're, we couldn't get the collars on because we had all the weight on there. Was it from a deficit?
0: It probably was because the plates wouldn't so it, have been.
2: It wasn't from a deficit. No, it was normal flat.
1: But the plates were the plates would have been like. I I, I seem to remember the plates weren't full sized. No, no, they were full sized. Oh,
2: The first few were full-size Olympic plates, and then the rest are made up of... Like bricks and plaster and
1: stuff. It's
2: literally gaffer taped on because it went up right to the end of the barbell. Um, But the form, you can see in that the form is horrendous. Um, But I wouldn't listen to anyone. I could just always... like My squat and bench have never been anywhere near in comparison to my deadlift. For some reason, mechanically, I could always deadlift a decent amount.
1: I mean, 330 is pretty heavy like i think we we can all agree on that one so you know i think it, there is there it does reach a point where you you're you're going to struggle to have perfect form with with what, anything over 700 pounds picking it up with perfect form unless you're russian i think is nearly impossible so oh, yeah yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah i i literally now i i don't really do any kind of heavy, what i'd call ego lifting anymore i i'm usually the guy in the gym with the lightest weights. So now, back then I had that home gym because basically I'm probably the least tolerant gym goer in the world. <laughs> I train at a pure gym. Um, oh, it's near- that's a terrible so- match
0: of like yeah. being intolerant and going to pure gym. You just,
2: oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like 13 quid a month. So obviously it's going to attract a real high class of <laughs> 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 Some people... You, like you say about correcting people. I saw a guy in there the other day, and he clearly logically came up with this idea in his head. So rather than do dumbbell, um, what do you call them? Side uh, you know, side bends. Um, he obviously, you know, I'm doing one side, then the other side. This is a waste of time. If I do dumbbell in both hands, I can do both sides at the same time. And so I sort of went over and I was like, Why do be polite. I, I said, like, I see your idea. Obviously, do both sides at the same time, but..." the one way is just counteracting the other you're literally just flexing your
1: spine and uh, For the sake of it. yeah yeah uh, any... ah, i he like was right. It when people hold a dumbbell and then do this with it as well yeah, yeah. Well, like yeah. do you know do you understand what you're doing and why which way does gravity work <laughs> we once saw a, like a joke we continually bring up is we once saw a guy standing on a <laughs> standing on like a like a, a wobble board I've, I've never never seen anything like it before. Actually, be standing on a wobble board, holding a dumbbell like that, going like this, with lots of like lots of intensity, really focused, staring at himself in the mirror, just back and forth like that, and that was it. That was his session. What no is the purpose behind that? I said, I mean, it can only just be to sort of feel like he's doing something. I guess. It's hard, if it's hard, if it's hard, then it must be must be it helpful.
0: Better than yeah. nineteen, isn't it? So. Um, <laughs> So Paul, we have in the notes that I must have written like a year ago when I first wanted to chat to you. Are these podcast. notes a year old? Roughly, yeah.
1: Because Paul and I were just trying to decipher what they meant.
0: Paul's just a slippery, <laughs> slippery Susan, so hard to, <laughs> to track down. Um, so we've got Rose by any other name. Do you have any idea what that referred to?
2: I remember the chat, but I don't remember what that particular one was because we spoke about the term bro, but I think that's...
0: That's all right. We'll, we'll come back to it. But speaking of bro, um, we've got, I think your definition of a bro is someone that parrots information without critically assessing it and that the IIFYMers <clears throat> are the new wave of bro and that you can turn anything into bro science if you, uh, if you bro hard enough. Yeah, yeah well, to, to me, that
2: was what the term originally meant, I thought, on, on the like bodybuilding forums and stuff, when you call someone referred to bro science, it's where someone's just parroting what they've been told, um,
0: and just... just re- bits away off the information as it gets passed on.
2: Yeah, it's kind of... of going with the flow kind of thing, going with the status quo and just and just agreeing with what everyone agrees kind of thing. Mm. Um, and then that term now has come to sort of mean, so people are thinking old school terms. So if it fits your macros, if you want to call them that, um, they they kind of now make fun of all of you know everyone that's like a, a bro. But it's almost like the if it fits your macros, which I was a bit guilty of being for a while. I was a bit like if it fits your macros is everything sort of thing. But they're like the new bros kind of thing because it's this it's weird. It's this like tribal need to. You see it all over the internet, not just in fitness, don't you? Do you know what I mean? The need to be part of something, and that need to be part of something has to involve attacking people that are part of some other group. So, and them. The, mm.
0: the,
2: the, 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 the religious way people cling to their favorite diet and get really, really angry at someone that suggests their diet isn't the best way to diet mm. is
0: fascinating. It's insane, yeah. When you, when you take it from, like, you know, when you, they say, like, if you were to have to explain to an alien, mm. what what is it? You'd be like, well, we're arguing about the way that we eat potato. Or like, I eat the green, the the white potato, and this guy eats the the orange one, and mm. the orange one's a bit sweeter, and he thinks it does nicer things to his inside. But like, mm. they'd be like, mm. yeah. If you,
2: if you look at the whole group of sort of like. um Bodybuilders, CrossFitters, powerlifters, and the different dietary approaches within all of those, essentially those people are all kind of doing the same thing. It's like when I remember when I was a kid and I understood, and I don't know enough about it to talk about it in depth, but the fact that the troubles in Northern Ireland were between two different sects of the same religion. So they're Christians and they're killing each other you know obviously there were other things involved in the northern ireland thing but you see that in other religions as well where different types of the same religion are killing each other and it's It's always the
0: adjacent you got in india pakistan palestine israel um russia and all of the surrounding countries yeah northern southern ireland like it's all it's not like vastly different groups it's like they're to to the outside to, to a racist they're the same (laughs)
2: well exactly so to to anyone looking in on this it's like so all these people basically sort of pick things up and put them down and want to get bigger but so Mm -hmm. this group here this group are more concerned with how how pretty they look this group here um, clearly have I'm not going to talk about which group I'm talking about but let's say this group here have no dietary adherence so they say they're just going to be interested in performance goals and not (laughs) (laughs) And this group here are the newest ones on the scene and they think they're the elite and that they know the best of everything and they like cavemen.
0: And to the outside observer, they're all just bodybuilders. Mm. Oh, the, you, oh. Like when, when you tell someone you're a powerlifter or whatever and they're like, oh, so you do the thing with the thong and the oil and the tan and you're like, yeah. not really. And, and then you lift the weights while you're doing, and you're, <laughs> like, no, you do it. No, you're just oh, you're mixing a bunch of stuff there.
2: But- that's where I struggle with the you know you mentioned a like recreational bodybuilder so that's what I put on my Instagram so I struggle to because when people say so are you a bodybuilder then I I it's the closest thing to the reason I go to the gym I suppose the closest stuff but I I don't really want to be associated with the term bodybuilder and this is no disrespect to anyone that is in bodybuilding but to 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 me I don't know people are going to hate me if saying this. But to me personally, I would feel completely absurd, no matter what shape I was in, getting up on stage and posing covered in oil. To me, that is a completely ridiculous activity to participate in. And I don't mean that in a derogatory sense towards people that do it. I just mean towards... It wouldn't be something that I could pursue as a goal to to want to do that.
0: I suppose you get the you get two types of, of bodybuilders then. two types of people that lift to be bigger. Um, one type of the purest, like don't care about their appearance in daily life at all, but they see their body as a work of art only when it's on stage. <clears throat> and outside of that, they've got no attachment to how fat they are off season or any of that. Then you've got the other people like yourself who <clears throat> lift for, for the sake of their daily life and don't give a shit about standing on stage or, or, um, you know, bringing up the lats and the vastus lateralis because of the the way that it's judged.
2: Yeah, I I have nothing against it at all. It's just to me, it just wouldn't bear any relevance. So I know there will always be a million people in better shape than me and a million people in worse shape than me. And I know it's a bit of a cheesy cliche to just be competing with yourself, but that really is the only thing that's mm. relevant to me in a way because not that doesn't mean that I don't you, you can inevitably compare yourself to all sorts of other people but I mean how I would compare to a group of people that turned up on a certain day at a certain place doesn't really matter to me a great deal
1: I think it's it's the point at which it starts to <clears throat> as you said saying like you you take any any of the niches within fitness to the nth degree like to its absolute end point and you start yeah. having to live a pretty different life. Like it starts to really affect what you do, where you do it, who you do it with, what you eat, etc. And I think I, I made the same decision with bodybuilding, not because I ever saw myself standing on stage, but the whole pure physique improvement pursuit. You get to point where you're like, actually being lean is shit. And like just being focused on, like I've got to go through 10 weeks of training and maybe I might see some size gains, but maybe they won't even really be noticeable. I visually. might gain
0: 50 grams of muscle. Yeah, and like if everything's grams of fat and- <laughs> if everything's
1: going really well. So you might as well. The reason I chose powerlifting over anything else is not because I'm really attached to my total. It's just because it's the least invasive thing in my life that still provides motivation. And I think a lot of people that that we coach probably start on the route similar to all of us. I imagine you start on this route of. I need abs or I need bigger arms, you almost start wanting to be a bodybuilder. And then there's this point of realisation of like, actually, that's that's not that good going yeah. down that route. Well,
2: it, 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 for, for me, the, the the best thing about getting into the whole thing is obviously I initially got into it for aesthetics, exactly like you say, to look better. But then what it's actually given my life in terms of structure, Structure. Structure and, like, discipline. So without it, I can't go a day without going to the gym first thing in the morning. Without it, I'm a little bit lost. And then my diet goes wrong. It's sort of what I fit everything round, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind that. But I'm, um, I'm only now getting better at not sacrificing too much, like you were saying. Like, it wasn't that long ago where I can remember turning down a date with a girl because I was really concentrating on getting lean that month, mm-hmm. you know, I was, you know and, I, and I thought, no, 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 because if I go out, I'm, I'm going to end up eating food I don't want to eat, and then I'm going to have drinks and everything like that, so no, I'm, I'm just going to have to not go, and then I thought, I was like, have a word with yourself, like, what what are you doing this for, so you can sit at home on your own in your flat and stroke your abs, like, what's the fucking point in that, what's mm. the the end game, it's
1: weird. That's probably the most direct contrast as well, because most people honestly get into it to be more attractive, realistically. Like yeah, whether yeah. or not it's how they perceive themselves as being attractive to the opposite sex, and when you're turning down the thing that you arguably have built up to, and you're like, oh, hold on, Like, I need to be yeah. leaner so that I can go on a date. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's when I, re- I really realized it had it all gone a little bit wrong. <laughs>
0: If, um, if i have sex tonight then my net protein balance might <laughs> might drop and uh, i'll be in a calorie deficit and actually but like... maybe if
1: i have leucine throughout having sex then maybe that like, i don't
2: know what am i doing <laughs> I'm done with inside 15 minutes or i'm gonna start <laughs> <You> have to
1: <laughs> hey johnny again hope you enjoyed that episode of the propane fitness podcast just a short reminder if you're listening to this driving in your car and you're thinking man I really wish I had a reference that they made in minute five or ten or whatever to that thing that they were talking about well we, we put together show notes for these podcasts every single week we give you timestamps we give you links to things we talk about and we also give chances to grab free things, bonuses, etc. So head over to propanefitness.com and grab the show notes for this episode over there. Also, if you want to be notified of these podcasts when they come out, if you want free subscribe, subscriber-only benefits, stick your email address in and grab our free downloads, one of the many free downloads. If you go to propanefitness.com and the homepage, There's a big red banner on the top of the website. Pick up that free ebook, that free download, and we'll send you emails whenever a new podcast is available. Just one short reminder as well, as you are a podcast listener, you have access to our exclusive free gift that is available nowhere else, and that is at propinfitness.com forward slash gift.